0: A Highline Podcast.
1: Welcome to Ravel, a roundtable show about how faith gets complex with the vast amount of information at our fingertips.
0: For some people, this complexity has caused the unraveling of their faith, and for other people, it's been liberating. Take us, for example. I'm Stephen. I'm Josh.
2: And I'm Emily. We each grew up in different parts of the American Christian spectrum, and as some of our beliefs migrate, we still feel like our theology is in process. Theology always has fundamentally been and will always be an exploratory dialogue.
0: That alone is proof that faith-raveling doesn't have to be a crisis, even if it feels like it. We don't have all the answers, so we want to use this show to model what it can look like to genuinely sort through beliefs in real time.
1: So share a drink with us as we pull on the thread of our own pressing questions. Thanks for listening.
0: Hey. Hey, friends.
1: Hey,
2: companions.
0: I have to start out as cheesy as possible, this being immediately before Thanksgiving Day. Um, I'm thankful Mm. for you guys. I'm grateful for you two.
1: Wow. I did not see that coming. I'm so thankful for you guys as well. Got the zag I'm on you. I am
2: so grateful for both of you and all of our Ravelers out there. I am grateful for all y'all.
1: It is kind of wild, like, how much this project is, like, it just feels like it's become a part of my life.
0: It's life-giving, for sure.
1: It's pretty wild.
0: Yeah. I had to tweet about this a while ago, but I, uh, I was reflecting on how amazing our Discord is and how wholesome of a community it is. And I love that our initial goal was create a discord where people wanted to talk about theology in the same manner that we do. Very open-minded, open-hearted, curiosity-oriented. I don't think we've had like a single real fight in the group to date. And this is like a year and a half of that discord being open. Like there's disagreement, but we're all so cool about it. And we always come back to the potluck channel, which is where we talk about food and share recipes. And I think that's so wholesome. It really is. Yeah, it's amazing. I love it. It is amazing. We also have a drinks channel that usually pops off. So what are you drinking today?
1: I made for myself a hard drink because I knew that we were doing a Steven episode and I was like, I just know that I'm, I'm going to need to get riled up about something that Steven wow. has to say. Um, so, I made in a good way, a lo- loving, loving way. Um, so, I made myself a gin based drink. Uh, I had a new ginger syrup from, I think it's called Portland Syrups. They're in Portland. So, something like that. Smells really good. Uh, the ginger syrup, it turns out, is delicious, very like smooth and like that ginger heat, but also sweet. So, that's nice. Uh, and then some lime juice and some tangerine LaCroix. And I must say, I didn't measure a single thing and it tastes great. You winged it. Sure did. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Just eyeball the whole thing. It's
1: probably too much gin in there,
0: but uh, it's gonna be my only drink of the day. So
1: no apologies.
2: I am in Emily perspective, two-fisting it, although you guys won't count it as two-fisting it because it's water. Then don't say it. No, I am going to say it. Like water is a tool
0: of the trade. Say it. It's not a true We can't double fist. Relitigate this every time.
2: I am going to say it, and you can't you can't change who I am. Love me for who I am. Um. So I have water, but I also have this huge mug that I found in my church office because I'm recording in the church. So I have this huge mug, brand new, hasn't been used. I was like, what better way to crack it open uh, than with hot chocolate? And mm. what I did was I have hot chocolate, like the good old Swiss Miss hot chocolate. But I went and found some caramel candies and I have melted, melted that. Them. So it's not like, oh. Yeah
0: wow yeah this is powerful Woo-hoo. thank you as long as we're uh, making before... up fake stuff that we get to count as double fisting it uh my first <sighs> drink is a montucky cold snack fresh from the fridge uh delicious light honestly cheap beer but i think it's one of the best ones and in my other hand i hold the light of the lord in the living water jesus christ my savior
1: wow I have no words. Um, Before we move on away from drinks, I don't know why this came to mind, but Emily talking about water made me think of, Mm. I'm not, dude, I'm not even far into my drink and I think I'm already feeling it a little bit. Um, Wow. She made me think about like infant baptism and fetuses and I just like thought of like, I don't even want to hear that you're like arguing that the fetus is a life when you don't even believe in infant baptism. It's so like, if you're going to baptize the fetus, I'll take you seriously.
0: Huh.
1: <gasps> what? Anyway, huh. uh, what? welcome to Intrusive Thoughts with Josh. So, uh. have you, Stephen, take it away.
0: <laughs> have you ever considered that when you go up to the bartender and say, I thirst, that you're quoting Jesus in the Bible? Oh my God. Where, Is that
2: anything? Where am I? Is this anything? Where am I right now? <laughs> well,
0: yeah, I like that.
2: Where am I, I right now?
0: Like... All right, fam, let's get into it. Uh, to be honest, I'm feeling in a... I'm in an extremely good mood today, and uh Make part of note it, of that part of it? yeah. I'm in a great mood, and honestly, today, I wanted to talk about the holidays and stuff Aww, um yeah <laughs> because you can ask my wife, I've historically been a bit of a grinch character in previous holiday seasons, and I don't even want to be like, well, it's almost Thanksgiving, so let's talk about gratitude for a whole episode or whatever. Uh, I just literally, I want to talk about the idea of holidays and why they have become meaningful to us in our like Aww. rhythms of the year. And then if we also happen to talk about like the very specific like Thanksgiving traditions you like to observe or Christmas or something like that, I just thought that would be a fun way to spend our day today.
2: I like it. This is fun
1: if i remember right i think it was a year ago that you brought up talking about food right before thanksgiving
0: as well i think i think that's very possible
1: wow that was a year
0: ago yeah oh my gosh
1: wow yeah i must say i do really like holidays and like uh as someone who grew up christian i've i have really enjoyed having like yearly things on the calendar and Mm -hmm. i don't imagine that i will as like critical as i am of some things i don't imagine that i will ever stray away from wanting to celebrate christmas in some way like i really enjoy going to some church service around christmas time still like Mm -hmm. even as someone who's like not regularly involved right now i don't know like it's very meaningful still
0: you put the christmas in the creasters hell yeah (laughs) oh wait but do you go to Uh, church on easter too
1: I did this last year because my buddy got baptized. Oh, that's right. So so Um, yes, he would. But before that, like COVID's still been a thing, and sure, 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 sure. But I do, I do like Easter church as well. Like, oh, I I guess we did go to um, Elise and I went to. Oh, we went to a lot of church this last Easter because we went to my buddy's church uh, for him getting baptized. Uh, We went to uh, an Easter vigil mass at an Episcopal cathedral. Which was like three hours long. It was like late at night on a Saturday, and then we did something else. Maybe we watched an Easter service, but it was a lot for one week. Oh, we watched a Good Friday service, of course.
0: Naturally, yeah, yeah. So you're really getting into that rhythm of the CEOs. But I get
1: it. Like I, I really do like the rhythm. Like I think that that's one really nice thing about like, like the the intersection of holidays and church, like feast days is like they come once a year. Like you can't like celebrate them out of turn. And so it's like, well, am I going to celebrate it this year or not? Like, like, I think that Thanksgiving is maybe, Thanksgiving and July 4th are maybe the only like secular versions of holidays that like feel similar mm. to that sense. Mm-hmm. Everything else is kind of just like, oh, yeah, it's his day or, you know, I feel like we don't really take those too seriously as much.
0: Thanksgiving and 4th of July?
1: No, I'm sorry. I mean, like random. Oh, like the the random ones not mm-hmm. random but you know what i mean like I, I think that july 4th and thanksgiving feel like high holidays for the oh, U.S. oh
0: okay yeah yeah there is there does seem to be a hierarchy of like here's the big ones that we all yeah. orient around obviously we're in the midst of halloween thanksgiving christmas new years and then you have like a dark six weeks before valentine's day right
1: mm-hmm. yeah but even valentine's day doesn't feel like a a,
0: a holiday tell that to consumeristic capitalism, my man. Totally. <laughs> I believe he just did. That is certainly an angle we could talk. But there I mean, that hierarchy of like big holidays, medium holidays, small holidays. You know, like Memorial Day to me is just a longer weekend. Same with Labor Day. Like Yeah,
1: exactly. I, <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Some of them just happen to give us more days off, which is kind of nice. Well, depending on your industry. Yes. Want to acknowledge right. that. Yeah, because Christmas certainly does not represent a day off for you, Emily. If anything, it's like In a paradoxical way, almost like the worst time of year.
2: That and Easter. Yeah. I won't say the worst. Definitely the busiest. Probably the most stressful, but the best. Absolute best. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. I feel like this year, I don't know what I have unlocked, (laughs) but I feel like I'm really into these holidays. Like what? Well, I think this year is the first time that, I'm the one, like I'm, I'm surprising my wife by like in conversation, I'll be like, yeah, we should like, we should build up kind of like a box of decorations so that we can actually like make those transitions in our living room and just have, have that vibe be a part of the season. Whereas I've been, um, I've, I've had kind of a almost curmudgeonly sense of like minimalism of like, I don't need the decorations to enjoy the holiday, but this year I'm like, Mm. Why not, though? Like, why not set your (laughs) environment up for success, for cheerful success, right? Yeah. (laughs) Is kind of how I'm thinking about it. And this year, honestly, it's really weird. This is going to be the first Thanksgiving that Dixie and I have in, goodness gracious, seven years of being married. That can't be right. Wow. No, that's right. This is going to be the first Thanksgiving that we actually don't spend with any family because... Uh, oh, really? Like, my brother and his family are going to a different spot in Montana to be with uh, my sister-in-law's family. My parents are going to spend Thanksgiving with her parents in Nebraska. Her mom is going to New Mexico to be with family for Thanksgiving. And Dixie and I are like, whoa, we didn't make travel plans. What the heck? Mm. So it's going to be the, like, the first Thanksgiving that we really don't have like a big table to serve. Mm. But in a way... What that negative space is creating in me is like, oh, but I want that. I'm realizing like I take it for granted that Thanksgiving is like by default mm-hmm. the thing that you spend with family. Mm-hmm. And I like that that is revealing something to me. Yeah. And I also think it's going to make the meal very special between Dixie and I that we, we get to make a very small Thanksgiving dinner for ourselves and enjoy it and make something of a new tradition out of that even. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. It's just like, I was even into Halloween this year and I've never been into Halloween (laughs) mostly because like, I kind of wasn't allowed to be right. It was more like a harvest Uh party for our church or whatever, but I don't know. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm super jazzed on the holidays this year and it feels very uncharacteristic, but I'm loving it too. Um, so Let's uh, Can we talk specifics like what do you guys do during Thanksgiving I want to know because it, it's almost like I'm finally excited about it and I want to know what other people do to see if I want that to be part of my thing
1: Emily you go first I feel like Thanksgiving must be like less work for you right oh yeah easily um- the calm
0: before the storm.
2: Well, yeah, actually, it's weird. It's kind of eerie because like Thanksgiving normally is like right before the start of Advent or like a week before the start of Advent. It kind of just depends on how it falls in the mm. year. Um, So like this year, the first Sunday of Advent is the Sunday following Thanksgiving. So it's like I have Thanksgiving and then boom, we're into Advent, which I really love. I love that there, we don't have this space in between. I actually like the fact that it's so close to You know, like we're already in the new liturgical year and it's wonderful. Um, Mm. But I love Thanksgiving because I love food. I am a Methodist at heart and we love food. And I love I don't even care how many people are over. If it's just Alex and Thea and I or if we have 20 people over, I'm going to cook like I have 20 people over because I just love the preparation. I love the aromas. I love the textures. And now that Thea especially is at that age where... She's conversing and she really loves food and feeding herself. I'm just thinking of all the things that I want to cook for Thea to try um, and like just all the things that I grew up as a kid enjoying and like wondering if she's going to like them, too. So the food definitely is important. And the cooking and the element of just being in preparation and seeing the products that come from that is really fun. Uh, I'm also a big football fan. Oh yeah, so you are. We have to watch the Bears play on Thanksgiving, and that was something that my dad uh, definitely instilled in us was watching football on Thanksgiving, uh, which is fun. But really, I think it's just the opportunity to like make new traditions. So like. Now that Thea is getting older, you know, watching Happy Thanksgiving, Charlie Brown and like things of that nature or what are the things that we want to do as a family and make something new. So I'm kind of in the same boat, Stephen, like creating new traditions and finding out what are the things that we want to do. So like one tradition that we've started is Sunday Sundays, where every Sunday after church we go and get a Sunday. So... What are the, the what I know it's really cute and Thea absolutely loves it. I think I've seen
1: Instagram posts of this.
2: Yes, Thea loves ice cream. It's amazing. And so I'm wondering like is there a tradition that we can do for Thanksgiving that like Thea's going to grow up and say this is what we do on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I already told Alex that we have to decorate for Advent though the week of Thanksgiving because I want our house up and ready for Advent. Oh. So so that's going to be something new that we're going to try is decorating so we're ready for the first Sunday of Advent. The
0: outside or the inside? All of it. All of it. See, of I'm it. still mm. not at the place where I want to decorate the outside of the house. I, that just seems like oh. way too much work for me.
2: Alex absolutely <laughs> loves it. He does it for Halloween, too. He will decorate the outside really? of the house for Halloween. And he's very strategic. He'll be like, okay, I know the wind is really crazy. So all the blow ups need to be closer to the house. And like we're going to have these kinds of lights on this part of the house.
0: And I love your Alex voice, by the way.
2: Oh, thank you. I know. It sounds nothing like him. No, it does not. <laughs> um, but he is very strategic. And I love, like, that's what he's passionate about is like cool. the decorating, especially the tree. He loves decorating the tree. Oh, yeah. We have a train set that goes around the tree that he is very anal about, um, making Beautiful. sure that it's working properly. Amazing. And each year we get a brand new ornament. Um, mm-hmm. And we've been doing it where Thea picks the ornament for each year, so we get to see what ornament she picks this year.
0: That's adorable.
2: It is really cute. Um, but yeah, there's just this opportunity to do new things, and like the seasons are a perfect time for that. Where it's-
0: so so Thanksgiving is all about the food for you. Like that's oh the, yeah, that's the focus. Mm-hmm. Josh, what about you with Thanksgiving? Like either you grew up doing or is there anything you and Elise are trying this year?
1: Yeah, I've always liked Thanksgiving. I think uh, my family's always been huge into setting it apart as a family day. My mom is huge into cooking, so there would always be a a pretty big spread. I feel like we would often do different things sometimes. Like for instance, uh, my my dad's church always did like an after service the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Did it like an after service. Thanksgiving meal, um, you know, that was like free donation only. And so that was like always a blast. Like that always felt like very community focused. I remember one year between that and then like going over to people's houses invited like the week before we had somehow accumulated like five Thanksgiving meals before Thanksgiving. And so by the time (laughs) Thanksgiving rolled around, we were like, let's just get pizza the day before and have pizza. none of us want mashed potatoes Mm -hmm. anymore at Mm -hmm. all. And I remember that being very fun. We'd always watch the parade and whatnot. And I think, even as like becoming an adult and like realizing some of the uh, misrepresented history of Thanksgiving and like some of the terror and horror of it all, I think that it is really interesting that it is like somewhat prevailed, not just into like a commodified version, but in a way that's like really memorable for a lot of people, like still like Mm. trying to. Make it a day that can be full of like good relationships and food mm. and just like a general sense of gratitude. I think that that's a really interesting and b still really meaningful for a lot of people. So I, as an adult, I try to embody that. Still, I think one of my favorite Thanksgivings ever was like uh man was it two years ago now because it was like kind of during COVID. Um, it was just with me, Elise, and my roommate at the time. Aaron and it was like all of us were staying in town, none of us were going anywhere, and we just did like a really simple, I mean, like really simple. like we like made a bunch of different foods, but it was like just the three of us. and it was just so fun and awesome. and like yeah. I love doing that. And in some ways, I really like that Thanksgiving is never the same. Like I think that it's like I think it gets like this treatment in popular culture is like there's like certain things that like you have to do or like that are like classic or traditional. And like no two holidays are ever going to be the same, and like I think that that's just kind of beautiful too. Mm, <laughs> like I'm yeah. going home to Montana uh, for Thanksgiving in the time that this is released. I will be in Montana spending Thanksgiving with my family for the first time in like three years. I think. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of wild. So that's kind of
0: cool. Haven't done that in a while. Something like a reunion now.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I like Thanksgiving despite the tenuous history. Um, that is obviously awful that the American government committed genocide against native peoples, terrible. I still think that we can like use the collective time in America to like celebrate gratitude for what we have in each other and for good food, despite like previous atrocities. Totally. It's such a complicated thing for Thanksgiving specifically. (laughs) Definitely. But I think it's possible.
0: Have any of us had I love the way I'm about to phrase this question, by the way.
1: Oh god. Have any of us had spit out my tree? (laughs) I'm just complimenting
0: myself before I (laughs) ask the question. Primo interview, man. I love what I'm about to say right now. (laughs) (laughs) Creepy. Have any of us had a good experience with Sitting at the Thanksgiving table and somebody throwing out the idea of like, let's go around the table and name things we're thankful for. Never. I've. Yes. I Really, Emily? <laughs> Are you kidding me?
2: <laughs> no, I'm not kidding you. You.
0: How do you do it well? Because I've never had a good experience with that. Okay.
2: First of all, in my house growing up and I still to this day, even do it sometimes. My dad always had us do highs and lows for the day and like for the week and things like that. So we always implemented this idea of like sharing things we're grateful for because we would do it on a very small scale of like, what was your high for the day? What were like, what was a really good point for the day or for the week? Um, And the only rule that he had was You had to end on a high like you didn't have to necessarily have a low, but you had to have a high and you couldn't start with a high and end with a low. You always had to Mm. end with a high. So, yeah, Thanksgiving, Christmas, um, New Year's and Easter are the big holidays where we will go around and say what we're grateful for or what is something new that we are looking forward to in the new year and things like that. So I say that with pride (laughs) and I love it. So that's how you do it effectively.
0: I wonder if the reason we haven't had a good experience with it was because it literally happens once a year and that's why it's awkward.
1: Yeah. And it just always feels way too. Yeah. Well, like that's not to say that I don't think gratitude can be done well. Like one of our assignments in ministry school for one of our classes was to keep a gratitude journal and we were supposed to. Which is an interesting exercise, I think. We were supposed to accumulate like a thousand things over the trimester, which meant like 13 items a day. And like the intention was like, they should all be different things, which like is almost impossible. So like there were repeats in there, but like at different times. And I, I do think it's an interesting exercise. I have not done it since. I've like tried to do it like at periods in my life when I was journaling regularly, I did try to do it. And I do think it's an interesting personal exercise, and I think it can be really healthy. But like when it's only that one time a year and you like only express gratitude to people around you, yeah. That time, it like feels way too forced. Contrived. Forced. Yeah. Yes.
0: I completely agree. Like this was sprung on me by a family member last year, and I was like, oh no, don't do no, don't do this to me right now, please. <laughs> It feel I don't know. Yeah. I, but I think probably part of the fault in it is that we, we're we not in the habit of it. You know, like Emily's practice of the highs and lows. I think that's super wholesome. And I think that's a there's a really easy way for a family to get over that feeling and just like be honest about it, I guess. But I agree. I don't I don't think I've ever had a good experience. Not to say that I don't want a good experience doing that. That sounds like the most wholesome thing ever. Just sound it I don't know. It's been cringe every time I've attempted it thus far.
2: I think it also depends on how you do it. Like if it's <laughs> It's a if it's framed in a way that's meant to be like a bragging time, then no. It's it's supposed to be, you know, like it's I'm thankful it for
0: the new job that pays me twice as much as the old job. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm thankful for the
1: sex life I have with my smoking hot wife, baby. <laughs> You guys, I'm halfway through this gin drink. I'm so sorry for what I'm going to say in the <laughs> oh, remainder lo- of this episode.
0: Yeah,
2: I love it. Yes. So like, yeah. No, but also I'm thankful. I think it really does depend on like, are you framing it in the sense of like, you're truly grateful or are you just bragging because there is a difference?
0: No, that's a great point. So going Josh. off of oh. what?
1: Oh, oh, please. No, after I'm thankful for what you're about to have to say. Amazing.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Well, uh, Emily has already shared a bit about some of her Christmas traditions that they're building as a family now that Thea's here, like Alex decorating the house and the new ornament every year and stuff like that. Like, what about Christmas for you, Josh?
1: Ooh, you know, I think that I'm similar to you, Stephen, in some ways of like, I appreciate the Christmas decorations, um, but I'm not necessarily one to like go out of the way to do it. But like, I think we're going to get a tree this year. Even though the apartment that we're in is not the biggest, but I think that we can make it happen. yeah uh, growing up, we would do, okay, so this is like one of the reasons why I'm a huge fan of like making up your own traditions, like whether it's specifically holiday related or you just kind of like do your own thing. like one of my one of my favorite couple friends out in Montana, they always celebrate, talk like a pirate day. It's like it's like in April or something, but they've done it themselves. September 19th. Oh, thank you. It's September nineteenth. It's my sister's birthday, so that's how I know. Wow, do do you also celebrate? My sister does.
0: Do you observe?
1: Hell yeah! Because like they they've done it as a couple for like ten years. So like now that they have three kids, they always do it. Like whether they like do it like as a party or like as a part of their business, like they always do it. They dress up, they go all out, and like their kids found out that not everybody celebrates it, and they're like, "What do you mean they don't celebrate it?"
0: whoa what did they do for <laughs> you know what
1: do you mean santa doesn't exist <laughs> yeah they're like to them it's so normal and i love that i think it's great like they're gonna remember that for the rest of their lives and i think it's awesome whoa um, so uh for christmas growing up my mom huge decorator like we would get a christmas tree they definitely accumulated like so many decorations that like we could like thematically choose what kind of tree we were going to decorate it as because she just had like so many different types of styles of decorations. Like some years we had an all white tree. Sometimes it was like more of like a, a country Appalachian styled themed tree. It was very fun. I, I do really, it was very wholesome. And then one of my favorite things that my mom would do, we had this wooden nativity set. that was like kind of like a minimalist style hand carved thing. Like, probably not the most expensive, but like looked very simply beautiful. And she would hide it like this predated elf on a shelf. First of all, okay. i convinced somebody who made elf on a shelf, talk to my mother because, (laughs) um, I have no idea, but like they totally predated elf on a shelf. So she would hide Mary and Joseph somewhere in the house, starting roughly about after November. Like we'd probably decorate the house similar time to you, Emily and she would start hiding Mary and Joseph because at that time they would have started the journey to Bethlehem or whatever. And then after about like a week, maybe a week and a half, the shepherd figures would start to appear around the house and they would move once a day. So like first thing in the morning, like we'd go find them. And then maybe like another week after another week or two, after that the wise men would start to appear. And then like the closer we got to Christmas, like maybe the week of Christmas, the figures would move multiple times a day. And then, as we got older, like we started to incorporate like us moving them, maybe like the week of or something like that. so then Mary and Joseph would get there, like the night of uh shepherds would arrive in the stable the day of, and then wise men wouldn't show up until whatever the three Kings Day is. I can't remember what that is Emily like, what, Do you know? whatever that is, like a week after
0: yeah.
2: are you talking about epiphany? Yes, epiphany,
1: there it is. Got it in um, one. well done so. That's a very fond, like specific Christmas tradition. Totally. That I had that growing is up. Very fun. I yeah. love that. Totally. Feel free to steal that one. Very
0: participation focused.
1: But I'm a huge fan of making up your own traditions, man. Like whether it's holiday related or if it's like something that you just do every year. Huge fan. I, I really think that it's like I can't get enough of it, honestly. Like the more that I do stuff like that, the more I want to do more of that.
0: We just want to say how honored we are that you listen to Ravel. Seriously, there's a lot of great shows out there and we're grateful to be in your feed. Thank you for helping us on our journey to normalize people asking questions about theology.
2: If you want to support what we're doing, the best way to help is to tell a friend about us. We want to be a resource for people on their faith journeys, whether they're deconstructing, reconstructing, switching churches, deconverting, and everything in between.
1: And if you're able, you can support us for as little as $3 a month on our Patreon. Supporting us helps us cover fees, software, equipment, future ideas, and more. For all of you church finance skeptics out there like me, don't worry, we're keeping an open book for transparency.
2: For our supporters, we've built an online space where we can be together. We know it can be difficult to ask questions about our faith, so we want to make that more accessible, comfortable, and normal. We're using an app called Discord, where you'll get private access. You already know us, and we'd love to get to know you.
0: Thank you to everyone who's already supporting, and thank you to Louis Zong for the use of our theme music, In Full Color. Ravel is a founding podcast of the
1: Highline Media Network, and here's a word from one of our sister shows, No Normal People.
2: Hello, and welcome to No Normal People.
0: This is a show where we prove that the more you get to know the normal people in your life, you discover that there really are no normal people in your life.
2: You know how there's like famous people in the world that are known very well, and how they go on podcasts. Yeah. Well, we don't with do marketable that. Marketable
0: names and yeah, an audience buzzwords, and, yeah, buzz names, social followings, yeah. and
2: John yeah. Buzz, and well, we interview people like your Uncle Terry who collects model trains. Because he's normal.
0: We'll even interview you, even if you don't have the cool trains that your uncle has. You can email us at knowpeoplepod at gmail.com or visit our show page on www.highline.network to sign up to be on the show.
2: And remember, the only normal people you know are the ones you don't know very well.
1: Listen, we know every church nowadays has its own espresso bar, but that didn't stop us. We've partnered with Good Food Award winner, Revel Coffee, to present a custom Highline blend.
2: This is not your church's under-trained barista's coffee. No, no, no. It's reliable, delicious, brews well with every home method, and honestly, it just smells great. This isn't your stale, burnt-to-a-crisp grocery store brand dark roast that tastes like it comes from the pits of
0: hell. The Highline blend is properly sourced, roasted to order, and shipped out fresh. Support us by ordering a bag at Shop, or tap the link in the show notes. I think that's kind of the energy I'm feeling this year of like, Again, I've I've been kind of a Grinch about holidays in the past. And like two years ago, to be honest, Advent and Christmas was like probably the worst period of my life, being just like a few weeks out from learning that my wife and I had a miscarriage. So like mm-hmm. in the in the real way of like we are in the darkest time of year, I was really feeling that. But this year, for Christmas for me is like I am really loving the depth and the complexity of what I'm feeling about it because there is some history with the darkest time of the year by the fact that the sun literally sets much earlier than it does in the summer and like a dark emotional time in my past like this year feels so different to me though because it really feels weird that it's simply because I made a choice to enjoy it that I'm ready to enjoy it. And there's a lot of things about Christmas, right? We could talk about the consumerism. We could talk about all the, um, the oddities around that, but, or even, even how it itself is appropriated from a pagan holiday, right? Especially, uh, kind of having a a historical understanding that even though the Gregorian calendar didn't really exist at the time, like it was probably April or something like when Jesus was born, but This way of having a regular rhythm to literally light up a dark world with whimsical Christmas lights is so wholesome to me. And I just I feel like I'm like read. I feel like I'm discovering childlike Christmas cheer when I'm 27 years old. You're Mm. like Cindy
2: Lou who all over again. Yeah,
0: a little bit. It feels like. Like I, I used to be a part of a lot of different Christmas things, right? Emily in high school, like I was in the show choir. So we would go Mm -hmm. Carol everywhere around Laurel and Billings. And that was like the thing we were doing because I was, because I am in love with music and wanted to perform it and share that and all that. But it was always, that's what it was about. It was like, Oh, Christmas time is here. I get to do this thing, which I think in a way is kind of what it's all about is like oh we're finally at the time where we get to do that thing that special thing that we don't get to do other times of the year because we've decided to do that and I don't know the, the revelation of oh I've just decided to enjoy the holiday has made it so simple for me this year and it feels very weird yo we should do a holiday <laughs> party in the discord <gasps> I love that <laughs>
1: It's been a while since we've done like a hangout, uh, a live event hangout. Uh, I think the last time we did it was for the the rise and fall of the rise and fall of Marcel podcast podcast. Yes. So okay, Put you just reminded me of like one of the one of my favorite holiday memories. One of my last years in Billings, we gathered. I don't even remember how many people we had. We must have had like five or six people because we could all fit in a suburban. Oh, maybe we had a little bit more than that then, and we just picked random people's houses to go carol to. So we dressed up in like nice-ish looking winter clothes, like sweaters and stuff, and maybe a suit jacket or two. And we just went to random people's houses. Well, we knew them. We like people that we knew, <laughs> like somebody knew. Yeah. And we just showed up and like sing a song or two. And then just like went around and did it some more. Whoa. And it was like so fun. Like, cause I grew up caroling, uh, like as a part of the church, like we would go like carol to the shut-ins and like, or just like older people of the congregation that like couldn't get out as much and just like yeah. you know tried to like bring them some like holidayness and i think that that can be really like fun and meaningful just like even like in the spontaneity of it all because like i think that in some ways we do put a lot of pressure on the holidays as well like especially like for people going through life changes or like family relations that are not as Good as they once were, I I think that the holidays and like the changing of holidays throughout the years, I think, can feel very isolating to people. But I also think that it's partly due to the cultural pressure that we put on holidays. And like, I'm totally the type of person that like can appreciate a holiday that like we go all out for, (laughs) like we do so much, like that can be really fun, especially because it's like only once a year, and it's not like it's you know you don't have to put in a lot of energy into it, like all the time it's like only happening once mm, in the year yeah but i'm also the type of person that's like oh, you know what if we're just going to be laid back for this christmas and like i'm not going to do much i am totally fine with that totally <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah no i i totally know what you mean that's even where i am at with this thanksgiving of like oh all my family's going other places i guess this is my way of experiencing what it's <laughs> like to be laid back about it yeah what about new years what do you guys do for i I have never celebrated New Year's well. And I have, in a very New Year's way, resolved to celebrate New Year's well this year. So, how do you guys do it? (laughs) This is going to sound like the most
1: homeschooly thing ever. But (laughs) I just have this like, I have this like fond memory. I don't even know how many years this would have happened, but I swear it happened multiple years where like we stayed up watching Count of Monte Cristo, eating Lay's potato chips and onion dip and drinking a Coke because normally, Those retreats, like we were not allowed those normally at all. Mm. So, like, maybe there was like some hors d'oeuvres for New Year's Eve, just like we did for Christmas Eve, but like we stayed up late watching Mm -hmm. Count of Monte Cristo because it was a long movie and it's a good movie. Yeah. There's some good scenes in that. Random, but that's my childhood memory. Uh, Do you do anything now in adulthood for New Year's?
0: Uh, I go to bed early, man. It's like that's, and that's where I was last year, and that's where I've been since I was 17. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not this year man i'm ready to go for it
1: but i do the funnest i don't know what that looks years like <laughs> i had was uh we went to like a church youth retreat out in wisconsin uh fun fact at the same uh the same conference grounds that that holy spirit conference was that i also went to growing up but that was in the summer so this was like completely different oh right on but we went out there for like a winter youth thing mm-hmm. and on the way back because we took a train uh through the Dakotas and Mont- well I guess only one Dakota. You can't go, like really go through both of them. Um but like came back through to go to Montana on a train so it was like a 24-hour thing and because of the time zone switch and it was New Year's Eve, we celebrated New Year's twice. Oh fun. Ooh, nice. Okay. That's yeah. that's very cool. What about you, Emily? What do you do for New Year's? Anything I'm
2: trying to I'm trying to think when I was younger, uh, both my sister and I, we would have New Year's Eve parties at our house where we'd invite a bunch of people, we'd kind of dress up. With the goofy hats and the glasses, you know, that have the years on it. And we would play Guitar Hero and we have a pool table in our basement. Oh, amazing. Um, And then we, you know, would do the countdown. My dad being forever ago was in a garage band. Sometimes we would go out and... um listen to the band play and then come back in time to watch the ball drop because it was just too crazy in the bars. Obviously, people are drunk and being wacko. But as of late, I actually haven't done a whole lot for New Year's. Having a baby is crazy and you Mm. just get exhausted. But I will say my favorite New Year's was when my mom and I with my class went to Israel and we got to celebrate the Holy Land in Israel And it was wonderful because the hotel threw a party for all of the guests in the hotel. And they had like bottles of wine and champagne. They had all this elaborative food and desserts out. And they had someone come and play music. And so all these random people in the hotel with us, we stayed up and we celebrated New Year's uh, drinking and singing songs. And it was just really fun. Whoa. Yeah, it was really cool.
0: So, man, beyond like watching the ball drop in New York City on TV, are there any like New Year's tradition? Like, oh, here's one. Okay. Have either of you kissed a significant other at the moment of New Year's?
1: Yes. Nice. I'm sure I have. Right? Elise is going to kill me if
0: I'm
1: <clears throat> not remembering. And you have to
2: sing the song, of course.
1: Oddlang sign. Yeah, I don't think I've ever sang the song. What? Yeah, or if I did, I sang it with old acquaintances, and I forgot.
0: So there's that. There's a there's a great episode of the Amp- Anthropocene Reviewed podcast with John Green about that song.
1: We should put that in the show notes.
0: I I would love to. I think everyone should be familiar with that. But yeah, New Year's is a like I I love that we all have an answer of like no, I got to bed early now. <laughs> or, or I just go to bed like any other day. That's It seems like a very easy holiday to do that too. But I know people who like New Year's is their favorite oh, holiday. Oh, it's their jam. Yeah. I love that. I love that that can be someone's favorite holiday. I just don't know how to do it well.
1: I think <laughs> that New Year's feels like maybe the only true universal holiday. But it's also rough because like a lot of Asian cultures celebrate the New Year on a different day of the month, usually a different month. Correct. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's really fun because it's like, I think that it's really memorable and meaningful thinking about the year behind you together mm-hmm. and looking forward. I think it's very wholesome. I know we're like kind of wrapping up here as well, but can we just chat briefly about how much Protestants suck at like celebrating like holy days and feast days? Because I mean like that's where it all came from, right? Like holy days and like I feel like Orthodox
0: in Catholic traditions. Yo, wait, hold up. Do it so much. That's better. why it's called holidays. I just no.
1: Yes, no. Hundred percent. Are Steven. you kidding? Steven. No way. I'm leaving. I'm There's leaving. No bye. way. This is the first time you've heard that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> what? It just goes to show. This just goes to show why Protestantism is ruining Christianity in America. Whoa, dude. Whoa.
0: Steven, buddy. No way, though.
1: Yeah, man. The feast days, the everything, the reappropriation of culture,
0: holy days. I get it. No, the holy days, the holy days are holidays. That's so funny. Fair enough. Cool.
1: Stephen, wait.
2: Have you had much to drink? No. Okay. Okay. I'm the
0: one who's been drinking. Yeah.
2: Just
1: wanted to clarify. No, I'm okay. just having a
0: moment of like, it, this is the childlike wonder. Just it's it, it's here. it must be. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know what gets me though is like people who criticize. I think it's so funny that you like just saw that for the first time. Thank but you. But I, I also think it's wild when like some people realize that some Christian holidays are actually trying to like rewrite over some pagan traditions but like also some of those some of those rewrites are actually like more mythical than anything else they're like they probably mm-hmm. weren't actually doing that i can never remember off the top of my head which is what oh like sam Hine or whatever like that's kind of not really that kind of wasn't really what a lot of people think it was in terms of a festival on halloween mm-hmm. sure but like the all saints day thing like was obviously a christian invention meant to, like, commemorate the dead, so, like... And then, of course, like, there's so many cultures that do celebrate the dead, so it, like, feels like a rewrite. Or, like, the the Christmas tree one. A lot of people like to point out that, like, the Christmas tree was, like, some sort of pagan commemoration, but, like, there's actually not really any evidence of that. It kind of just, like, developed culturally. And, like, there's, like, tons of stuff like that. But, like, I think it's really interesting the way that religion impacts holidays for yeah. better or for worse like i think that a lot of people are very critical of like the capitalization of holidays but like
0: slow hanging fruit to be sure yeah it's easy yeah i'm still there with some of them right valentine's day being one sure <laughs> you know like we talk about we make jokes about like the hallmark holidays right that were just invented by companies to sell things in kind of a like an off season
1: yeah but also though, like Valentines and St. Patrick's like those are real feast days on like the Catholic and Orthodox calendars, right? But we just like suck at like remembering the saints in our Protestant American worldview. Right.
2: We need to we need to work on that.
0: Uh yeah, that's very true. And then there are some holidays that are truly still uh politically charged pagan holidays that are there to worship the state and the government thereof. And, 100%. Um are okay. Are there holidays that you do not observe by choice?
1: Uh, so many, like almost everything else besides Thanksgiving and Christmas, and maybe Easter. <laughs> like that's why I'm such a fan of like making up your own traditions because like you you can't, especially like when it's like something that doesn't fit your culture. Like there's only so far that you can go to celebrate something, mm-hmm. especially if like you're not all gung ho about it. Like most people, like I think, like July Fourth out of, like, mild patriotism and, like, they like fireworks and an excuse to get together. But if you, like, actually grilled people about what they think about the state, like, most people are probably, most people probably have some critiques. Like, even if they're, like, siding on the side of patriotism. Most people are not nationalists, right? Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) But all of that to say, I think that, like, excuses to get together are always great.
0: Yeah. I think that's, that's one of the biggest moments of reframing I've been having over the last year of like, I can let the holiday be what it is if it represents a time to see people that I don't see very often or yeah, mm-hmm. just a a way of going above and beyond. Like, yeah, we see each other every week, but this time we're going to bust out the grill and fill a cooler with beers and play Frisbee. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm really into that. I'm a now.
1: huge fan of coming up with excuses to get people together.
0: Yeah. Holiday related or not. And see to my point about the amazing Ravel discord, a chance to share food in a literal table together.
2: Yeah. Well, it's funny. Cause like, I'm thinking of the holidays and I'm thinking of like other holy days, like Ash Wednesday and oh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so like I, as a person in clergy, uh, but even before I was ordained, those were like the holidays that I observed were like, (laughs) like, Mm. sure. I love 4th of July. I love getting together with family, but like I am a a sucker for a good Ash Wednesday and you know, like good Friday even and Holy Saturday, Maundy Thursday. Those are my, that's my jam even before I was ordained. So yeah, 4th of July is great. I get to see my family. We get to go and enjoy the parade and watch fireworks, but it's like, Those aren't, like, my favorite, per se.
1: Man, you are cut for the cloth.
2: I really am. (laughs) (laughs) I am.
0: Yeah, it's very true. I like having those moments of, like, they're certainly more obscure on the scale of, like, some of the big observances, right? Definitely. Yeah. That's fun. But leaning into those, right? Like, getting the ashen cross on the forehead and...
1: I've never really thought about it, but... I guess there's like such a very parallel connection between Ash Wednesday and Halloween as the Day of the Dead. Like if like you're going to go the Memento Mori route mm-hmm. for Halloween, mm-hmm. like instead of just like the popular culture route, mm-hmm. those are very similar. I've never really realized that parallel before, now that yeah. I'm thinking about it. That's interesting. Tell me I'm going to die. That's a great holiday. <laughs> I love it. Like I didn't get any of that coming Remind up. Remind
0: me that I will perish.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Like truly as someone who like does not believe in an afterlife right now, I actually find so much meaning in being reminded of that. Like I actually want one of those calendars. that's like, here's how many weeks you probably have left.
0: Yeah. But, and that, and that's, and that's what Ash Wednesday is giving you as well as Halloween of like the bi yearly reminder that, oh yeah. Like
2: from dust, you came to dust, you shall return. Right.
0: I'm 27. What's the average male life expectancy in america is what 77 70 something? Yeah,
1: something like that it's gone down the last two years like in a very strange turn of well
0: we know why but i have 50 thanksgivings left <laughs> i that's better funny. make sure i enjoy them <laughs> that's one way to look at it but also 50
1: is a lot
0: too like that's true that is a lot i don't yeah i wow i love that the conclusion josh is like oh yeah we're gonna die <laughs> So we should remember the
1: holidays. What's one of your uh, favorite traditions that each of you have um, that is independent of a holiday? Like whether it's like oh, daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. I suppose this could be like anything, like religious or not, or group oriented or not.
0: I'm really into like implanting meaningful things in very like mundane or I guess just regular ordinary things. So. When I order a white peppermint mocha from Starbucks, that is now the drink that reminds me to think about our first miscarriage between Dixie and I, Mm. Um, because uh, the first day that we chose to, like we basically, after the miscarriage, we chose basically projecting off into the calendar, like this could have been a due date, a reasonable due date for that Mm -hmm. baby. And so we observe that every year, and the the first one that came around, I ordered a white peppermint mocha, and that that day was just sitting so heavy on me. So now every time I drink that, it's like a way that I remember that pregnancy and that baby. Mm. Which to ev- to anyone else is just a white peppermint mocha, right? But like literally, I can't have that drink now without having a moment of reflection, mm. which is very meaningful to me. But. You know, if we all ever went out to coffee and I got that, like, you wouldn't necessarily know that this is, like, this carries a huge amount of meaning to me, you know? Sure. So, I like the symbology of that. Like, that has become that, you know, even the way I was talking about Christmas of, like, yeah, we decorate with lights because it's the darkest time of year. And this is the way we kind of, like fight against that or or Mm -hmm. or the idea of inviting an evergreen tree into your home in the coldest most bleak season
2: Mm -hmm.
0: like Mm. even as a symbol of like okay come on that's amazing
1: (laughs) i love that Mm -hmm. emily what about you do you have any favorite traditions personal or group oriented
2: and I already mentioned it, but I really do like Sunday Sundays.
1: Oh, that's great.
2: It, st- it started out of nowhere. It was just, I think it was Alex one day was like, I could really go for like a Sunday right now. And I was like, you mean a Sunday Sunday? And he was like, that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> but then we found ourselves going back and being like, I really want a Sunday. And I remember the first time we gave Thea ice cream. It was magical to watch as that spoon entered her mouth and her eyes lit up and nearly fell out of her skull. And her face was just gleaming with joy that she now understands when we say, hey, are you ready for Sunday Sundays? She she knows and she makes her way to the car and we get something different each time and we enjoy each other's company. But it's something so simple that I know we're going to continue doing even as she is older, like I'm hoping even as a teenager, as she goes through her angsty teenage, you know, dirtbag phase that she will say it's Sunday, Sunday. Like, all right, let's go. Let's do it. Um, Mm. And like when she's out of the house and we're empty nesters and Alex and I are old and decrepit and ready to kill each other we will still want to go out and get Sunday Sundays
0: (laughs) or you're taking Thea's kids on Sunday Sundays
2: and we're and we're taking Thea's kids to Sunday Sundays and you know just it goes on something so simple that started out as a joke has now become something so meaningful and really fun and we find ways to make it work where even if we can't physically go to like a Dairy Queen we go and get things to make Sundays at home. Like we will still have a Sunday Sunday, whatever that looks like.
1: So I love it.
0: What about you, Josh?
1: The first one that comes to mind is probably something I'm not going to get a chance to do this year. Uh, call it the pumpkin squash. Oh, yeah. Uh, this kind of started when I was in ministry school. It was at the height of like trebuchet pumpkin shows where they were trying to like launch pumpkins as far as possible. And we were watching it and we we're like, that sounds super fun. What if we just like smash pumpkins? And we did it in my buddy's backyard, and it was super fun. We had like a bunch of different like weapons and tools and such. And I convinced my my buddy that I assisted with youth group uh, to do it with his youth group for a couple years, and that was super fun. We got super creative with it, and I've done it in I've done it here in Seattle. I think I did it two different years because um, I was living in a place that had a yard. But I don't think I'm going to get a chance to do it this year, which I'm kind of bummed about, but also like. Oh, well, like, I'll just do it next year. Like, I'm fine. (laughs) Um, But I think it's fun to, like, make up your own things to invite people to. Like, whether it's, like, a weekly event or seasonally or whatever. I think it's wonderful. I love a good old homemade made-up tradition. Love it.
2: I'm just really happy right now. (laughs) This was so nice.
0: It was, wasn't it? And it's kind of just, like... I just, I love that I'm just now realizing that it's a, it's just a conscious choice. Mm -hmm. Like I know there's a lot of pressures. A lot of people will feel pressure to like get the Christmas gifts right, or the budget is tight and you can't like make it as big or magical as you want it to. But there is something about just like consciously choosing to, I'll enjoy it regardless of the circumstances. You know, I'll find something to be grateful for on Thanksgiving or like I'll make the The homemade magic for Christmas. Mm. Mm. Well, Emily, per tradition, do you have any final words for us?
2: Make the most of the holidays, the holy days, any day that's holy, any day that's special. You uh, have so much to look forward to and yet so much to see what has happened. And I think that's what the holidays are for, is to remember and to look ahead and to make memories. And so we wish you all a happy, wonderful holiday, whatever holiday is coming up, because many people celebrate different holidays and we wish you the best. Line Media Network,
1: artist-owned podcasts by normal people in normal places.